Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Sean, today we are, we've got a great guest. We're going to get into some, some fun stuff. We have a real live mentalist joining us today. We do. The Mentalist. Did you ever watch that show? Love that show. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Bad and Bull, you know, on CBS, with, when he's a trial lawyer and he does some psychology stuff. It's not as, The Mentalist was, you know, kind of different. Yeah. But yeah, The Mentalist was one of my favorite shows. I'm sure it's just absolutely nothing like that because that's how Hollywood is. But <laughs> that's right. um, that was one of my favorite shows, yes. Well, we so, have uh, we have joining us um, Jonathan Pritchard. He's going to be joining us here shortly. Um, we'll get into his bio here shortly. But he is a uh, mentalist uh, for 15 years, tur- tur- toured the world as a mentalist. Um, so uh, it's um, he's going to be sharing some some lessons from us. He's going to there's a lot of lessons in sales and marketing. He's got he works with a lot of clients. His uh, corporate clients include include BP, Discover, State Farm, uh, United Airlines, even works with the military as well, U.S. Army. He's got several books out. One is Think Like a Mind Reader. So it should be interesting. Yeah, it should be good. Um, Yeah, I don't think he has a beverage. So also for our audio only listeners. Yeah. Obviously, we have two Jonathans on the show today. So (laughs) our regular Jonathan will be JT when I'm talking. That's right. JT. Um, JT. And then it'll be Jonathan for our guest. Right. So just to throw that out there, we don't want people to get confused. We all have a voice in a similar range. That's right. Everybody's got a super deep or high voice. So it could be tough. Yep. And we we just won't even try to get this transcribed. That would be just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) See how good the AI is. We'll see if we can get this transcribed. Um, That's right. Why don't we bring him in? We'll talk about our beverages, have a little banter while he's okay. While he's here. Yeah, let's bring him. That. Let's bring him in in studio. Welcome, right. Jonathan Pritchard. Love that. He's used to that. Yeah, he got that short. It's actually funny. My very first thing I say on stage when I walk out is, "You don't know it yet." but I deserved every bit of that applause. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Which works. It works if people are clapping a lot or not at all. (laughs) So it just covers all my bases. Yes. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. I like that. That's a great way to start. I deserve every bit of that. (laughs) That's it. I saw somebody on uh, Instagram yesterday. They, they put a post, they had that sound basically. They said that set that as my alarm because that's what I deserve for waking up this morning. <laughs> That's great. Man. Like, that See, is a good I, alarm, actually. That would be pretty good. Yeah. Then and I do like all of my friends, we all applaud for each other when we walk in the room. Like it's it's excessive. And then I've got a like a year and a quarter old daughter, and all the Montessori stuff is like, oh, you shouldn't reward stuff and it was like no i clap for everything we are an applause heavy household over here that's awesome so, yeah she climbs up a couple of stairs and claps for herself and i'm like yes that's what we're here for yeah hey if anybody's proving that right now it's a Dion sanders coach prime is oh, yeah. proving that that kind of self-esteem works yep that's it that's it so, yeah. that's it. i don't know if you follow him jonathan but he's oh he's yeah definitely, yeah he's you're, no you're jt today he knows how to he knows how to motivate people, uh, oh, but he knows he knows how to use this psychological tricks uh, to really get people going. 
I mean, yeah, I've noticed cool that watching, this week. Yeah, it's cool watching behind the scenes on Instagram now to a whole college football program and like the weekly meetings that are going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, to be revealing that much stuff, obviously not everything, not playbooks and stuff, but yeah. pretty impressive to watch. That's got to be a little bit intimidating, mm-hmm. I think, for other teams. Yeah. Like, like oh, these guys are. <laughs> they're serious. Yeah, they're Especially serious, when you give them any bulletin board material yeah. uh, yeah. accidentally or yeah. maybe intentionally. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, Jonathan, uh, excuse me, JT, let's cover our beverages real quick. Jonathan's just going to have to watch this part. Uh, so Jonathan, so we I, call this I, our I, juvenile beer section because we had a fan one time that yeah. said this was just juvenile beer talk. <laughs> nice. Well, I just finished a, uh, uh, I'll, I'll go with mine. It was okay. a uh, one scoop co- uh, chocolate, one scoop strawberry protein shake with nice. creatine and collagen and nice. shook it all up. And yeah, that that's what I was doing. So I could really bring the energy. I like it. <laughs> do you have a favorite brand? I, I think I do, but it's on an Amazon auto reorder. You don't even know what you're drinking. So yeah, like for two years, it's been the same thing showing up every two months. So I have no clue. Is that with all your, the creatine, the protein, all of that stuff? You just, you get yeah. it off Amazon. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The the giant tub with the giant label, just, it's totally bypassing. <laughs> That's it. Yep. You don't even see it anymore. Right? We right. go through I, creatine in our family. Like it's um, like, it, I mean, we go through, there's two things in our household with, cause I have two teenage uh, sons and right now they're in the they're going through a workout phase. So we consume a ton of milk. We consume it feels like we consume a huge bag of creatine about every about every week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, protein shakes gone. Pro, I mean, this stuff is just it's it's crazy. I yeah. haven't tabulated, you know, exactly how much this is costing me on a weekly basis, but it's it's a lot. I can imagine. <laughs> Good lord no. <laughs> So, all right, Sean, you have, uh, we'll go with yours to begin with, uh, your, your brewski. So I've got from 903 Brewers, which I think is up in Fort Worth somewhere. Yep. Uh, or somewhere here in Texas, the moon landing. And yes, that is a kind of a moon pie. (laughs) That was in the South looking logo there. It's 10% ABV. Um, It is a moon landing flavored stout and um, I can't even read that. It's, it's so small. Let's see. Um, yeah. It's supposed to taste like some moon pie. That's all I'm going to. Yeah. It's supposed to taste moon like pie. a chocolate moon pie. Yeah, I think we've had one that's taught. I think I may have had this before. I don't know. Yeah. It smells great when I poured it in the cup. Love sweet, it. but it smells good. What do you got? Jesus. All right. I have a, uh, I've got a Mexican lager on today. Ooh, it's nice. called uh, Toro y Oso, I believe. Um, it's hard to see cause everything's silver and white on the can. Um, you just, as a 50 year old white guy, you nailed that accent. <laughs> totally. So, uh, this is by company. This is actually a local, this is, um, Zool, um, Zool beer company here in Knoxville. So wow. this is uh, right in my backyard here and, uh, I have yeah, never had have, this before. So you know they had real breweries in Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's amazing what we can do here in the Since East Tennessee. <laughs> Zool, right. let's see. It says the Urban Dictionary defines uh, Zool as bad in a cool kind of way. So hmm. that's uh, that's that's where they get the word Zool from. Got it. And I it's pronounced. It's used with an X U L. It's X U L, but it's pronounced Zool. So 
Oh, okay. I was thinking Azul, like blue or eyes or something. Ojo's his eyes, blue is Azul, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. All right, well, let's cheers it up. You had yours poured? Oh, here we go. You can cheers whatever empty container you have left, Jonathan. There we go. Do you have anything left there, Jonathan? You have any of your protein shake left? I have the dregs (laughs) of this morning's coffee. I'll toast it away. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. This is a really light, Sean. I don't know. Mm. All right. So we usually rate on scale of one to five pints, Jonathan. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you've been ordering for two years, so... <laughs> Go ahead and give us a score on a brand we don't know about. Scores don't really matter, so it doesn't matter what you score. You can use decimals though if it's if it matters to you. Hmm. If you do well, pie though, it's gotta be the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh so I'm scoring my my coffee dregs because I would give that a one pint. That was that's about four hours old. Ooh, a little bitter. A little cold. Yeah. Yeah, that was would zero out of ten would not recommend. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we will take that recommendation. Yeah, we'll, but I, I'm such a junkie. I'm like, yeah, I needed that though. <laughs> I needed that. Hit, hit me up. <laughs> hit me, baby, one more time. All right, JT. Um, I'm gonna give this one like a three five. It's a little kind of flat. Nothing special about it. Um, we we are dark beer people, so that's yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So nothing nothing spectacular, but it's uh, it's nice on a hot day. But it's not really that. Um, we're talking. Nice 70 degree weather. I don't know where, what it's like there for you, Jonathan, in North Carolina, but we're feeling some early fall temperatures. So uh, I go well, for we some darker. This week, so I'm, we're celebrating in Austin because like <laughs> we've had rain more than we've had in like three months. So it's amazing. Yeah, that's so. great. Uh, my bat tattoo is for Austin. I used to live there for like eight years huh. and that I got the bat tattoo to, that's cool. to yeah. commemorate that. Yeah. What part of North Carolina mm-hmm. are you in now? In Asheville. Oh yeah, Asheville. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful area, man. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up around here and then went off to college in Kentucky and then lived all over the country. Okay. Uh, Austin, Chicago, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And then eventually got tired of Chicago. That was most recent. And I was like, I'm going to go back to the mountains. If if the world's going to go sideways, I'd rather do it near the in the in the wilderness. That's right. Yeah. In those beautiful yeah. mountains. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, since you asked, I'm going to give mine a uh, 4.26735. It's a little sweet. I would have gone a little higher, but yeah, it's, I think it'll settle in as it breathes and, but it's good flavor. Uh, 4.26735. Yeah, it's what I would expect. Double pie? Yeah. Wait, no, I'm I'm an idiot. (laughs) I think it's, uh, it's probably where it should be as far as flavor. So it's good. That's great. Good stuff, man. All right. Well, Jonathan, we're happy to have you on, man. You do. um, I gave a brief uh, introduction before you uh, you jumped in here uh, with us. But you've you've been, um, you know, before you tell us a little bit about what you do. I know you've you've toured the world as a mentalist. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've been on the entertainment side, but you've also transitioned kind of into the um, more the business realm and you've kind of positioned this with sales teams and, you know, organizations that can use a lot of this. And I'm interested to know kind of, 
you know, from your perspective, how you've taken that, you know, how you've taken that minimalist perspective and used it, you know, in the corporate world um, and some of the takeaways from that. But, you know, before we get into that, why don't you... um, why don't you Let's give us what a mentalist is first? Yeah, too. what is a mentalist? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big, big old question too. <laughs> I, I like to think of it as imagine you're interested in how people tick and you want to learn some magic tricks and then you learn enough magic tricks to be a professional magician. Right. That would be like getting a degree in amazement. And then you go, you know what? I'd like to get my PhD. And then that's what a mentalist is. So Ooh. it's it's a kind of magician that is kind of niched down into mind reading stuff like predicting the future, influencing people, being able to, to read minds, tell people where they grew up, all that kind of fun stuff. Mm -hmm. But it, it doesn't work off of being psychic or anything. It's, I I say it's three, three ingredients. That's it. Applied Mm -hmm. psychology, showmanship and moxie. Mm. That's it. Put those together, let it steep for 20 years, and then you can do what I can do. <laughs> Apply, is, is moxie, showmanship, and what was the first one? Applied psychology. Applied psychology, yes. So it, it's kind of like a lot of people talk about what people think and why people think the way that they do. Right. But then it's kind of like physics. Oh, we can understand what happens and why. Mm-hmm. And then when you get applied physics, you can open the atom and suddenly you've sure. got the most powerful force in the universe at your disposal. So the the way I like to think of it is kind of like the human operating system, the the brain hardware and the software yeah. is essentially the same no matter where you grew up. So they're, they're kind of different levels of folks. <laughs> if you want to use the computer analogy, it's kind of like most people know how to hunt and peck when they're typing yeah. and it takes forever. And then there's some people that learn the keyboard shortcuts to all the favorite programs. And you're like, man, they're really fast. Mm-hmm. Then there's the third group that knows how to code and they know how to hack systems, write entire programs themselves. And then the other two groups go, I didn't even know a computer could do that. I have I have no way to approach or understand what this hacker can do. I just know it's scary. But the hacker goes, "Eh, the more skilled you are, the better you can protect yourself from bad people like me. And you could be a good person like me and, and put these skills to use to help people. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like we talk about you probably are familiar with Robert uh, Cialdini, the uh-huh. you know, we talk about all, him all the time, you know, the six, um, you know, the six principles of persuasion and influence. And, you know, it's like, you know, these things can be used for <laughs> they can use be used for good. But they I mean, to kind of make you aware of what's going on, but they can also be used, you know, against you. And they're they are used against you all the time. Um, but it's good once you open the hood and kind of look at the inner workings and, you know, all the gears inside of what's going on. It's kind of like, Whoa, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, Cialdini started as that whole book started as a warning against marketers and it became a marketing cult classic. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was like, Oh, cool. (laughs) We're going to use this as a superpower. I I was doing this. (laughs) Exactly. Which here's a, an even weirder thing is Houdini Back in 1906, 1908, something wrote a book called The Right Way to Do Wrong, which outlined all sorts of cheats, cons, swindles and tricks on how to how people get conned out of money. And uh, the idea is I'm not here to train bad guys. They already know how to do all this stuff. I'm trying to get you to be able to recognize it when 
it's they're trying to do that to you. Yeah. So the the more knowledge you have, the easier time you have recognizing it with yeah. one footnote, which is people who half-ass their own self-education and then only know this much and think they understand everything. Yeah. Which yeah. scientists are the easiest people to fool because they go, oh, I understand reality. I understand the scientific method. You can't fool me. And you're like, well, you're actually the <laughs> easiest because you believe you can't be fooled. And that's right. step one. Right. Well, it's kind of like salespeople. They know all the sales tricks and objection overcoming, but salespeople are the easiest people to close. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'm personally insulted by bad salespeople, but I'm <laughs> delighted by a good salesperson. It's right. like, oh, finally, somebody who gets yeah. it. Uh, please take my money. Yeah. Have you ever it's, gotten a sales call like a telemarketer? Have you ever been one of those? Because you feel for some of these guys that call you and you almost want to like spend time. You know, sometimes you're really impatient with these people because they're just annoying as all crap. But then yeah. there are times where I get a call. And it's like, man, let me help you out a little. Do you, are, yeah. Have you ever been in that situation? <laughs> I have been in that situation. However, I believe that honesty is one of the most expensive things on planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. Which is why if you want me to be totally honest with you, it's going to cost you. Right. And I'm not going to do it for free because being honest with you is one of the most valuable things I can do for you because yeah. everybody else all day yeah. long is telling you what they think you want to hear. And that honest perspective from somebody who knows the business inside and out, like you, you literally can't afford what I can teach you. Right. <laughs> if you knew better, you'd be That's doing good. Better. I love that. Straight from the Joker's mouth. If you're, if you're good at something, never do it for free. That, that I, I stood up and clapped in the theater when, when he said that. I was like, finally, somebody gets yes. it, and it's a villain. Okay, that, okay, great. I need to do some self-evaluation well, here. That's Hollywood for you, though, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. John Galt, that evil man, how dare he? Yes. So. Well, yeah, so tell us how you... Yeah, give us a little, we did your bio very quickly, but kind of give us your journey and, you know, how yeah, much time it, you want. But. Yeah, the, the long story medium is that I got started doing magic tricks when I was six years old, stuck with it, even though it was a throwaway Christmas present that my dad expected me to, to lose in two days. And then like a year later, I'm still messing with it. And he goes, all right, I guess this is something. And it has always been the context for me to explore anything I've been curious about. There's always been a space for that in the, the mentalism world. So as I get older, like I'm, I'm doing rope tricks, I'm doing coin tricks, I'm doing mind reading tricks, illusions you can build at home with cardboard boxes. So I, I did all of it, mm -hmm. but the mind reading stuff would freak people out. Yeah. And the other stuff, like, that's interesting. Where did it go? But how did you know that thing? I'm like, oh, that's cool. So that, that <laughs> has always been my my interest. And then in college, I met my mentor, James Randi, who at the time had a million dollar challenge for anybody who claims to be genuinely psychic. So show us what you can do under what conditions, with what percentage accuracy under those situations. And then we'll design a pass-fail double-blind test. So I handled applications and developed testing protocols for that stuff. And I, I say it in my show, I go, I saw all the ways that people tried to scam their way to the money. And I thought, I can do these scams better than they can. And that's the show you're seeing, right? So that was, <laughs> that was kind of my, my master's degree in 
old school showmanship and performing and how to build a character and all that kind of stuff. Then graduated college, went on tour with a full time performer to be his tour manager in exchange to learn how he's made a living. So nothing was off limits. I could ask about anything and everything. And for two years, I picked his brains on how to make a living as a performer, then went out on my own, did a lot of colleges. And that was the first peek into the way that I grew up, the way that I think is valuable to other people when it's obvious to me because it's me and I've always thought this way kind of thing. But after shows, I, I, I love the autograph line because that is a, a super humbling thing that people would sit through a whole show, yeah. like it enough to stand in line that's going to take just as long as the show did to come shake my hand. And yeah. like, okay, cool. So I I always stay until the last person leaves. Sure. And and I know that without those folks, I can't do what I do for a living. So I'm not going to be one of those jerk performers like uh, I'll be in my green room. <laughs> so <laughs> talking with these college kids, they're like, wait a minute. Right. Because they all they all are operating off the same story, which is, OK, kid, you've got to study hard in high school to get good grades to dig to a good college to get a good job to retire with that gold watch when you're 63 and then you could enjoy life. Right. And then here's me, some mind reader guy from the mountains, of North Carolina, who grew up in a double wide trailer. Right. It's like, what is this guy? Like, what is going on? So I'm, I'm this comet that comes streaking through their universe that shows them that it's nope. You can, you can do weird stuff and make a living at it. Yeah. So they, they'd always ask me, like, wait, how did you make a living at this? This is your full time thing, like all that stuff. Then a couple of years after those started, I started getting emails saying, hey, I don't know if you remember me or not, but you came to my school. You blew my mind and I made a whole bunch of choices and, and differences. And, and now here's what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I needed to thank you. And I was like, OK, one, I didn't think they were taking it that serious. So. That's scary. This could have gone real bad real quick, <laughs> but they seem to to get value out of it. So maybe I should share more behind the scenes stuff. And then I I had seen it kind of in my own career, which is as the mind reader. Hey, look what I can do. I can read your mind. I can predict the future. Look how amazing I am. Right. And that show is interesting to a certain extent. But I wasn't getting brought back, right? Like I, I wasn't getting bookings from the same people again and again. And I was like, what is going on? And I realized it's because it's the asshole show. Hey, look how great I am. And then as soon as I was like, you know, what if, just hear me out. What if I put my skills to use to make the audience members that are brave enough to come up on stage Make them the star of the show. Look what you can do if you can put your mind to it. Look what you can do that you didn't even know you could do. Hmm. And suddenly I start getting brought back three, four years in a row and people love the show. It's like, oh, well, isn't that what, what yeah. uh, old Carnegie was trying to teach? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. So, so start doing that. And then I want to make my own business more successful. So I start reading business books and the psychology of sales and the psychology of negotiations. And it was all people talking about psychology research that is God awful. 
And I'm going, you know what? I understand this stuff better than they do. Right. Because the stuff I do works in South Korea. It works in America. It worked in Istanbul, Turkey. Okay. I understand it at a more fundamental universal level than all these psychology gurus. I'm going to destroy their business. I'm going to eat their lunch. (laughs) I'm coming for you. So that's that's when I start building out the corporate consulting side of things. And then that led to two day workshops on sales skills, on negotiation skills or presentation skills. And then there is a, a weird, weird conglomeration of all my weird experiences and helping companies that exhibit at trade shows hmm. is the, the most profitable thing that I do that makes my clients the most money that combines the performing with the training and strategy and lead gen it that's a whole big rabbit hole but it's oh, it's the most that would be that. interesting yeah, to learn more about that yeah to we dig into a lot of times um we get <clears throat> i used to work for a trade show company that built booths yeah right on yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and jonathan's been to plenty of trade shows in his industry and we've always said people spend all this money on trade shows and then they just stand there Waste. and twiddle their thumbs. Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. You've, you, all right. You uncork this genie. You're not putting it back in the bottle. All right. Let's do it. Do it. Yeah. This is, I'm on a personal crusade and, and these are holy rants that I'm going right. to go on. So Sean, basically everybody that you built a booth for, I could help, but I, <laughs> I don't help. I don't help companies that do 10 by 10 booths. They're, they're literally not invested enough. Right. To, to make use of what I can do. Right. Because they're kind of still dipping their toe in it. And anyway, yeah. so a 20 by 10 booth is the minimum where I'll I'll help out. And okay. the companies that are really help are doing five or six shows a, a year. Yeah. All right. So here's here's what I do. I help the person that books me save their bacon because the person who's organizing the trade show is often not a trade show organizer. They just happen to be the poor schmuck who got saddled with it. <laughs> right. So you're at, you're nailed it. I mean, right? some dude that's like, has no idea. And he's like, okay, I got to get all this stuff. Right. And then, and then he's, he's got the responsibility of having a successful trade show. Yeah. But the CEO wants this. The CFO wants that. The mm-hmm. marketing and lead gen guy wants this. And the sales director wants that. Right. And now he's getting pulled in five different directions. Yeah. So my job is to put them all in a room and say, one of you's coming out. The strongest survives. So you all have to agree on what big three marketing messaging details you want <clears throat> shared at this trade show. So is it your phenomenal prices? Is it your amazing customer service? Is it that this is the cutting edge technology that you're building? Mm -hmm. What one message in three parts are you going to have me communicate to your ideal people? So that protects the person that's hiring me from having too many cooks in the kitchen. So I'm the bad guy that says, no, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about this. We're only going to focus on that. Right? So once the messaging is, is sharp, then I pull on my 30 plus years of performing to figure out which which things I can do, which tricks and routines will highlight those details that my clients are trying to get across. So I put together a a custom 10, 12 minute corporate presentation, which is actually infotainment 
that is so goofy and fun that people go get their friends and bring them back to the booth sure. to have me sell them. That's <laughs> right. Awesome. Yeah. So, so the magic word is the name of the company and it's really self-aware. It's not goofy. <clears throat> it's really self-aware, but people are just like, Oh my God, this is clever. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. So well, just, when I was just the difference alone. Yes. Yes. It wasn't like, clever. It would just be different. Yeah. Right. But that's the problem is it's so different even though this in this in booth entertainer corporate presenter thing has been around since the 70s it's been a handful of really smart magicians and mentalists since the 70s they're not very many of us so even though it's been around forever it really is truly unique innovative out of the box thinking that it scares most people who are mm-hmm. planning their trade show We've never heard of this. It can't be good. We're we're just going to say no before we ever even know how you could help us. Yeah, but but you right? don't get that at the trade show. You just get that before the trade show. Right, 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 right. So anybody I reach out to, I'm like, hey, do you help organize the trade show? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I can help you out. And they're like, how? And I'm like, be amazing. And they're like, ah, we don't do amazing. We do <laughs> that's boring. Not our, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not in our portfolio. As a freelance copywriter, Jonathan, I can tell you, like, some of the headlines are like the kind of the core ideas that I've pitched before. They're like, that's edgy. Like, oh my God. That's the one you need to do. Cause you don't want to do it. I'm right. Not. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah. So the, the presentation that I put together, well also like when I was 13 years old, I learned how to juggle fire <clears throat> and juggle pins and do magic tricks. I would go to downtown Asheville as small as it is and start juggling fire on the sidewalk and people who are on their way to do something more important are going, I got to see this kid hurt himself. Like what Absolutely. is going on? Yep. So I would draw this big crowd and then I would ask to borrow 20 bucks from somebody and be like, all right, tear off a corner. You're going to need to, to use this to identify your 20 bucks later. I'm like, well, that's a weird sentence to say, put it in an envelope, mix it up with others and burn like four out of five. And Hey, look, yours is still in there. And Oh, it's not. Oh gosh. Uh, moving on. So now everybody in that, in that crowd's going, I have to find out what this kid does with that 20 bucks. Did he really just, but what is going to happen? They're not going anywhere. Right. I've got them for the next 20 minutes. Right. Open loop. Yes. Yes. So then at the end, bring it all back. The 20 is now in a lemon that I was juggling before I borrowed it from them. And it's all brought together. Right. And then I would pass the hat and be like, all right, you could walk around with this with this nasty 20 bucks or you could give it to me. I'll take good care of it. And any of you else who would like to contribute to my party fund, you can do that. Right. (laughs) So that's what I was doing at 13 years old. Now, that's what I'm doing in the booth to draw a crowd and then once there are enough people, it's self-fulfilling and it <clears throat> just gets bigger and bigger. And then I launch into the show and I've got people raising their hands, clapping, laughing, screaming. The people in the booths around my booth hate me, hate yeah. me. Yeah. Right. So they're just like, son of a rah, 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 rah. So every once in a while, one of them will be smart and be like, can I hire you? Because we need what you did. And because no and, one's coming to our booth. Right. Yeah. And even they try to poach people watching me Yeah. and then they, they tell them to shut up, but I'm trying to pay attention to that guy. Leave me right. alone. Right. Like, ah. Right. So the end of the presentation is 
right before the big reveal and everybody is like laser focused on i cannot look away otherwise i'll miss it and i'm i'm gonna watch this trance right yes yes so they are hyper focused and receptive to what i'm about to say and right before the big reveal i go change state and go you know I'd really like to take a minute to thank you all for being here. We really appreciate it here at Widget Co. Because we pride ourselves on this, on that, and this. Mm-hmm. And if that's why you're here at the show, in just a minute, I'd love for you to go meet Stacy and Eric over there. They'll yeah. take good care of you. But if this isn't what you're here for and this doesn't match you, that's cool, too. We've got a free gift for you. It's a, a cool trick you can pull on your friends at the bar tonight. And that's our free gift to you. Take it. Go get your friends. Bring them back. We'll entertain them, too. And uh, if that sounds good, we can move on. Everybody's like, yeah. Like, All right, cool. Then big reveal. Applause. Yeah. And now my clients are getting a whole list of really well-qualified leads instead of the business card fishbowl of doom where anybody who wants an iPad is dropping it in. But now what it takes about 10 hours of, of your employee time to find out they're not a good fit in terms of following up and emails and phone calls and tire kicking and stuff. So, okay, you, you bill at about 150 bucks an hour. So that's 1500 bucks per dud lead. And if you've got a hundred of those, well, now that's $150,000 that you're throwing down the drain with your ridiculously stupid, outdated goldfish bowl of business card strategy, right? (laughs) So even if all I do is keep them from getting that that goldfish bowl, I've saved them 150 bucks per show in wasted man hours after the show, not even to to point to getting them two to five times as many paying clients after the show that they're used to because their number of exposures, their eyeballs are two to five times as much because Stacy and Eric can't draw 30 people every 20 minutes. They literally don't know how to do it. And yeah. even if they knew how I did it, they couldn't do it themselves. They don't have the decades of experience, right? Sure. So that's how I can make my clients hundreds of millions of dollars in terms of new new customer acquisitions over the next five years. Save them 150000 bucks per show. So it is literally life-changing for the business yeah. to have me at one show. And the people yeah. that recognize that, they're like, oh, my God, I'm not going to tell anybody else about you because you're my secret weapon. So me getting new clients is one of the hardest things on the planet to do yeah. because I'm so good at what I do. Sure. Right. <laughs> Which wants, is weird. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the bottom the bottom line is that people in and I don't know why this is so difficult for, you know, people within organizations to understand this, but people want to be entertained more than educated. Yes. Now, if you can yes. combine the two, that's that's fantastic. But right. ultimately, right. you have to entertain. If your job, if you're just coming out there with, and you put it, you were precise when you, and, and dead on, when you said there's some poor schlup who has the task of putting this all together. And all he's doing is putting together a whole lot of information that no one gives a rip about. And right. And right. so it's it's a fi- it's ultimately a failure and it's a waste of money because people don't care. They'll just walk by. You look the same as every other booth that they walk by 
in this, yeah. you know, in this expo. So, um, yeah. people want to be entertained. You do, you obviously break them out of the trance. <laughs> you do a great job of it. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so gnarly and it, it breaks my heart to see so many booths empty. Like yeah. it really is a bummer because it is the most valuable opportunity for that business to make, make money and connections and, right. and help people. Yep. So, it, it's just gnarly how many people don't do it well. Yeah. And, it's horrible. And then when I'm like, please, there's this arc and there's going to be a flood. You're yeah. all going to die. And I want to save you. And they're like, I don't think so. We're fine over We're fine. here on this big rock. We're good. I'm like, please. We're fine please, wasting I'm our trying. company's money over here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's why I'm on a crusade to to yeah, try to help it. as many businesses as I, I love can. It. I wish that's I could awesome. spread your message to my industry. <laughs> so Jonathan, yeah. I gotta I gotta know, uh, obviously you're below your <clears> title here on on the uh, at least on the video version. You've got I can read minds.com. It's a yep. pretty bold statement, right? Yeah. Um, so can you do this? This is on the spot. Can you do it with a read, well, either I, read I mine can, or JT's mind? I'll I'll show you a, a demonstration that illustrates my powers. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So it may not be straight up mind reading, but it it'll communicate the the value of of understanding people. Sure. So, my ten percent beer is starting to kick in. So you're, <laughs> nice. This will be easy to, be easy to read Sean's mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, it it's actually more difficult because. Mentalism and magic relies on you making logical assumptions that are later shown to not be true. Interesting. Okay. The more impaired your logical faculties, the Uh, the smaller the You're a wild card then. Right. (laughs) So so you'd rather do this in a boardroom than a bar. Yes. A room full of scientists and engineers, my favorite audience. It's like, wait a minute. Uh, I've I've been watching and I, wait, what happened? Did you, uh, can I scan this with lasers? Like, yeah, sure. Go for it. I've got a selfish follow-up question after this, after you do your demonstration. (laughs) You got it. You got it. So for the smart folks uh, out there, you can see they, they are different playing cards. It's not all just the same card because if it were the same card that would make this so much easier for me right would. but uh sean uh jonathan which one of you wants to to play i'll go yeah I'll sean play. is is the one that that spurred this on and right. he's he's hit the 10 percent mark so i'm leaning yep. forward you got me all, all right, right. So remember good. you literally asked for this so yes. here we go uh i am going to look through here and try to see based on our conversation so far how far into the deck i think you're gonna say stop as i go through so my commitment is that you're going to stop me on the six of diamonds okay all right so the idea is as i take them off they're out of play you say stop whenever you want and we'll stop make sense Makes sense. Cool. So was that the 10 of clubs? It's not six diamonds, right? So you didn't stop me there. You didn't stop me here. And this is especially for the video folks so that you can see what's, what's going on. Uh, Audio only folks. Just trust us. This is really what's happening. Yeah. Go to, go to the YouTubes, go to our channel. uh, He's going through random cards as we speak. Um, All right. So you're happy here. I'm happy here. Okay. Know that. 95 ish percent of people stay where they stopped the first time. 
So I'm just going to okay. tell you that up front. But later you're going to go, that mind reader didn't give me another chance. If I would have known, I really would have changed my mind. Right. So knowing this, I do want to give you the opportunity. If you want to explore a different universe of possibility, you can have me keep going. Or if you'd like to stay where you stopped here, no skin off my nose. It's, so this is it's my your chance. decision. This is my chance yep. to jump timelines. Yep. This this is your, your nexus point where you go universe A, universe B, and we see what happens. Do my Doctor Strange. I'm going to stay here. You're going to stay here like 95% of everybody else. Yes. I'm okay. very average. So going to try to do this so that the camera can see. Very careful. Take off the thing. The next one would have been the five of hearts. Next one would have been the three of spades. Could have been any other card in the deck, but you stopped me at this card, right? Correct. No funny business. This is about as fair as fair gets. Yeah? Yes. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's cool. Ta-da. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Thank you. Are you going to review how you did that? Or are you just going <laughs> to leave it I did that uh, very well. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> of course. I knew that one. We would not get to that answer. That's incredible, the, uh, though. Because I'm thinking of all the possibilities. It was 52 possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. 52 possibilities. Yeah. So but you happen to stop right the there. Is. Yeah. I don't know what the math is on that, but... Um, yeah, you had a one in 52 chance, but then the, the decision kind of multiplies that by however many other cards there are, because mm -hmm. you made your first so chance and then you, you don't make your second one. If you don't reveal how you did it, which I respect, <clears throat> tell us some of the principles that are involved in what you just did. A lot of it is in clarity. Yeah. Because this is super inside baseball, but some of the OG magic theorists say that magic is not confusion. If your audience goes, I don't know what happened, mm. then there's no trick. There's no effect. There's nothing to be impressed by. They just kind of go, well, I guess I missed it. Mm -hmm. So something that is going to be impactful has to be crystal clear what's happening. So making sure that you're communicating very clearly what you need your audience to understand so that you're not doing anything that will distract them from the experience you're crafting. So that's why when a lot of people think, oh, magic is all about misdirection. Oh, they're trying to get me to look away from this point. It's not actually looking away from this point. It's about only creating something that is so interesting that they only want to look at that. Right. Okay. Interesting. And being able to entertain, how will my audience be experiencing this from their perspective? What are they going to be thinking at this point? What are they going to assume about this? So for example, before I used to just throw cards and okay, cool. And I had a lot of people not say anything, but think oh, they were all the same card. That's what it was. That's really, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then I would show them all different and then suddenly that went away. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's just lots of theories that come up as you're developing something new. And then based on that feedback, insane theories of, oh, I know what it was. It was aliens or whatever. <laughs> right. 
So whatever bizarre Makes theory <laughs> that's plausible to them, yeah, it doesn't need to be right or wrong. It's right to them. Therefore, they I know how it works. It was it was it was aliens, right? <laughs> so as the communicator, my job is to anticipate those wrong beliefs mm-hmm. and then modify my behavior and presentation to ensure that those are not conclusions that are available to my audience. Sounds a lot like sales. <laughs> Sounds a lot like sales, negotiation, presentation skills, yeah. human yeah. communication, relationship you wait, development. You wait to cover the objections until the end, you lost. Yeah. Exactly. But if you knock them out as you go, right. A lot of them. Right. A lot of the smartest people that, that I've worked with, here's what they were thinking. And then I'm saying exactly what they're thinking in their head right now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I'm one of the smartest people. Okay, that's right. cool. Yeah, yeah, that, that's so what, it. What was the reason for saying 95% of the people don't choose another thing? To give you the option to get out. Yeah. Okay. Because. Yep. The illusion if, of choice. Right. But, but, but if I don't say that, then afterwards you believe well, I guess everybody just stays put. So everybody does that. So now I'm removing that as an explanation because I made it very clear. 95% of people stay put here. And then if you're contentious, mm-hmm. which later you would have been like, rah, 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 you're going to be more likely to change your mind in the moment, which double screws you over when it's the six diamonds. You're like, but I changed and nobody else does. Right. So yeah. it's, it's, pre-addressing the escape valve you're going to give yourself later to go, well, I guess everybody stops there and all right. So I guess I'm predictable. Yeah. Very cool. So here's my follow-up question. um, If you can answer it. Yeah. Or maybe you can point me in a direction if you can't answer it directly. So I do right now I'm doing some phone sales. So I meet with people on zoom just like this, right? Like we're meeting, well, this is stream yard, but yeah. 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 Zoom is the new verb, I guess. Or now. Right. Um, it's the new Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I do it and I have to do my presentation and close within 45 to 50 minutes from, mm-hmm. from stranger to close in about 50 minutes, including taking the credit card and all that. Yep. I've always wondered, not just in this role, but in other sales jobs I've had, even in copywriting, when I write copy, what magic trick would be like a cool icebreaker? Cause you know, so many people is like, Oh, you build rapport and you find out where they're from and like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I hate that. I'm like, what if you could start with like a magic trick of some yeah. kind? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You have anything um, like that? that, that no, <laughs> because it's going to be, that. it's going to no because it's too interesting. Mm. So it it's makes the rest too of the interesting. boring. Right. Right. Okay. Because my job is to figure out how I can help you. Mm-hmm. And if we happen to be on an airplane next to each other, it's literally my job as a human being to figure out the best way that I could help you. The only way I can do that is to ask you lots of questions and to keep it all focused on you and your situation and what right. you're facing and what you're trying to do. <clears throat> the instant, the instant you go, and what do you do? And I go, I'm a professional mind reader the rest of the conversation I've been in that conversation a thousand times. I know how that one ends. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't learn anything about you, but you're like, how did you get into this? 
Did yeah. your grandma have the gift? Is, when did you know you had the gift? It's not right. a gift. It's a skill. It's a talent. Oh, <laughs> right. So I've had that airplane conversation every single time. Sure. So yeah. if you do something so amazing and bewildering as a magic trick, then you've completely derailed it. Be like, wait, what was that? How did you do that? What, right. Right. So weirdly, weirdly at a lower level, a successful sales conversation is a magic trick. And I, I've actually been working with one of the country's top digital marketing agencies for about four years where they brought me on to re-architect their entire sales conversation mm-hmm. because they were trying to close on one call and now they're closing on like four calls sure. long, right. but their close rate and average order value went through the roof when they started doing that. So I re-architected their entire sales process, re-scripted everything, and... I showed them a a mind reading demonstration that forms the basis for every single one of their conversations that they have, whether it's a discovery call, negotiation call, presentation call, it's all the same shape. And that actually formed the basis of my sales system that I teach to to companies and help them sharpen their messaging and, and do all of that, which it's all powered by a single mind reading demonstration that I can do it, amaze the audience of sales dudes, and then say, I'm going to explain exactly how this works, why it works and how it applies to the sales conversation. Like it's, it's pretty gnarly stuff that nobody else on planet earth is doing. And I I can say that because I buy every sales book there is and none of them are even coming close to touching this. Sure. So it's, it's kind of (laughs) cool. I say yeah, so myself. I did buy one time. I bought from, do you know David D? David D. No, that doesn't ring a bell. I'm, I'm writing it down right now. So he used to hang out with uh, Dan Kennedy quite uh-huh. a bit. He was actually Dan Kennedy's MC for quite a few events. But he, he called himself the psychic salesperson. He, he but, actually had a course called the psychic salesperson that I bought. Um, but it was mostly like um, embedded commands and things uh-huh. like that. It was very like... More NLP, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, but it was right interesting, now, and it does work. Yeah. But it, it, it takes it a lot does, of practice. But it it feels, does, and I it does. To, I think to, and that was probably 2010, 12. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's as effective today as it was then. It, it isn't, because a lot, hmm, there is a lot to like about NLP, and most of it's goofy and fake. Yeah. Like, it, it's not real. Right. Like, oh, look up and to the left. That means that they're remembering and making up a memory mm-hmm. because, right. None of that stuff's true. So there are there you are, like me, Jonathan. Right. Ex- <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello, Sean. Pleasure to see you, Sean. How are you doing today, Sean? Where are you? Right. It's like, yeah. oh, shut up, your rapport robot, you idiot. Right. So <laughs> I'm actually doing a, a cohort training right now of like five sales dudes. And and just this week. One of the guys said, after the first call we had the week before, I tried what you said, and I had two calls that week that were exactly what you were talking about. I've I've got the Tony Robbins sales course, which I haven't listened to all of it because it's too complicated, and yours is simple enough that after one call, I'm able to put it into practice, and it's more successful than anything else I've tried. I was like, that makes me feel good. I'm happy to, <laughs> happy to see yeah. you do that, right? So it's more of a framework. 
of how to approach a conversation, which is why it's so useful across all kinds of different situations, more than it is, oh, I think of it like martial arts. Like, so if somebody is coming at an angle two attack from a downward uh, trajectory, you're going to do move three, subsection two with a B finish, right? Like, it makes it... It's like, Mr. Attacker, hold on. I need to get my micrometer out to <laughs> exactly. see the angle of attack. Exactly. So you've got this this decision tree of a thousand permutations, and I have to remember which one it is, and I'm going to defend myself. You're like, no, no. So all these move monkeys that are trying to collect these sales techniques are getting caught flat-footed because they don't understand the one or two principles of how people make decisions. So if you understand the principles of how people interact with reality and make up their mind, then it doesn't matter what situation you're in. You know how to navigate the conversation. So it's so much simpler, but that's why it's more powerful for more kinds of business conversations. So that's I I call it close any sale. You're not going to close all of them, but any kind of sales conversation you have, it'll work for that dynamic. That's yeah, that's cool. I love the idea of a framework too, because I think where a lot of sales training and a lot of sales people get tripped up is they get forced to do a script. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's just so obvious, you know, when somebody's on a script. Right. And yep. for this reason, which is the same for any of the public speaking clients that I've that I'm trying to coach, they're like, Well, I don't want to sound scripted, so I'm not gonna practice, which is like a a, a like a quarterback saying, well, I don't want to win the Super Bowl, so I'm not going to practice. Like, what is wrong with you? So the only reason you sound scripted is you haven't practiced enough. Right. So, so it doesn't I sound, love. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so the, the, the answer to the common questions you're going to get should be tightly scripted with the best possible response. That, that you could possibly come up with. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to try to make it up on the spot when a million dollars is on the line to your business? You think that's the time to improv. You're yeah. an idiot, right? So you understand the framework right. to stay flexible, to respond in the moment. And then when you get to that mile marker of, oh, here's question number three, you know the answer without mm-hmm. thinking about it. Yep. But it's right, not the, here's how I pitch Here's how I'm going to sell to you script where I'm going to talk for 45 minutes straight and you're magically going to give me dollars. That doesn't right. happen. Right. Yeah. Those days are gone for sure. Yeah. As you can tell, I get fired up about this stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. You apply this. So I've been a freelance copywriter as well. Um, can you apply this to the written word? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, for me, it all starts in the written word, which is weird because I have a degree in painting. Mm-hmm. But my, I think almost entirely in pictures. Yeah. And, and it back when I was a teenager, it took me days to figure out how the hell to say what it is I could see in my head. Like, if mm-hmm. I could just draw you a picture, this makes so much sense. So I went into competitive debate in high school and college and then being a performer and stuff. But for me now, it all starts as a, a mind map. So I dump everything I can think about. I need to, to talk or present or do a show about this idea. Okay, cool. Well, then I go to Obsidian, which is my favorite program ever, and then open up an infinite canvas and then just put down every single thing I could possibly think about and then visually organize them and connect them. And now I've got a mind map that turns into the outline. 
and it's kind of like broad brush strokes. So you cover a lot of canvas very quickly and then you start filling in the finer, finer details. So at that point, when you're writing your sentences, you know which eight sentences to write about this this third detail of topic one. And that's when at the the sentence level, that's when you're using those tactics of power words and present tense and imagination and sensory language and all those tactical level things inside that strategic framework that you've already worked out visually. That was a lot. Yeah, so that, that works for any public presentations that I do, any courses that I build, any mm-hmm. scripting I need to do, any sales pages you need to write. That It's the same process. doesn't matter. It's always the same process with me. What was that mind mapping software that you mentioned? Oh, God, I am I am so sorry for the rabbit hole your life is about to take. <laughs> uh, so it's called Obsidian. Okay. And it's on Mac. It's on Windows. It's free to use, which is ridiculous okay i i fell into making youtube videos about it because i just i was people were asking me how do you do this thing how do you do that thing and then i just started making screen share videos and those are my most watched videos on my youtube channel it's goofy but anything you need to write down you can write it down in obsidian the the powerful thing is that you can link to other notes inside Mm -hmm. your note yeah is this it yep and it goes and if you scroll back up just a little bit you can see that their pitch is that writing is telepathy i was like ah they're (laughs) on me like they they get it right so but writing is telepathy with time travel added in Mm -hmm. so which is kind of cool so you can reference any other note in your database and see which notes link to the one that you're working on. Holy which, cow, that's crazy. Which provides all sorts of monster cool things you can do. So this is like doing psilocybin with your notes. Yes, I, I have done both and I can confirm you are exactly correct. <laughs> cool. uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's my whole, my whole life lives in my obsidian database and it works locally so you're not working on somebody else's cloud that's training their ai and crap Mm -hmm. all the files live on your computer in a markdown format so that it's a lot more future proof so if obsidian goes goofy and you're just like no i'm not in it's all markdown files anyway not some proprietary file that will only work with obsidian so they're just multiple reasons why I'm all about Obsidian and it's how I run my entire life. If I watch uh, a YouTube video or something, I put it in my Obsidian. So as I'm ingesting books and articles and newspaper, like everything, I write everything I'm thinking about it in my Obsidian database. So if I want to write an article or something and I'm like, oh, I want to talk about creativity, I can search my database for creativity and then it goes, hey, here are 84 notes of yours about right. creativity. Then I can pull seven of those into my mind map and then write about those in my mind map. And suddenly there's my whole video scripted out in 10 minutes. So I never sit down and go, oh, what am I going to do today? It's more like, all right, of this Mount Everest size list of crap I could talk about, which mm-hmm. is the best one. All right, let me do that one now. 
Like, uh, let so it's kind of like fuck. a. I don't. Pfft. So is it kind of like a newer version of an evolved version of Evernote or? Yes. So it's it's not as capable as Evernote or Notion, and to me that's a benefit. So it's more mm-hmm. simple mm-hmm. and streamlined in what it does, and what it does is phenomenal. So yeah. to me, your Evernote and Notion databases, the larger they get, the slower they become because it's having to compute on somebody else's server and then finally get you the information. Yeah. But since Obsidian runs on your computer and their markdown files, not some big thing, yeah. search is incredibly fast. So you can get real, real quick with it real fast without having a lot of bloated features that you're never going to use. So it's for a one man kind of business. It's, it's the most powerful piece of software you're ever going to use. Yeah. I could see that where you, yeah, uh, I see they have, if you do the add on, it's still only like eight bucks a month. Right. Um, Which I could, I, yeah, I've, I've, I bought the, I paid them 25 bucks as kind of like the thank you donation if you use it a lot. So I bought that and I have an open source solution to synchronizing it across my Windows desktop and my Mac laptop that uses an open source protocol. So I don't even use their $8 a month sync. Okay. And I made a YouTube video about that and put it up there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's it's, a lot of my most creative like thoughts and things like that come on a walk. And the only yep. thing I have with me is my phone. Yep. So I could see how syncing those together would be. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot so of times my, they're, they're so in the moment. I don't, by the time I'm done with my mom, <clears throat> I don't even remember making the note. Yeah, no, no. So for, for me, my my real database is about 70 gigs worth because I'll even put movies and stuff in there and, and training videos for new mentalism routines. I put all that in there. So it all lives in there. So I don't sync that to my phone because I don't want to take up 80 gigs of my phone. So I have a separate phone only sync that are my on the move notes that get pulled into my computer. And then I take them from there and drop them into the real vault. So that's that's kind of my workaround from it. Cool. Good little, yeah. good little tip there. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, it I use Evernote, but gnarly. this is this sounds like you could it could be used with Evernote as well. It, it can, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, both feet in yeah. kind of, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So it, it has taken over my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like it's, Interesting. It, it, it's so gnarly. So you, um, Jonathan, you put on under your name, you put, I can read mm-hmm. of all the different, you've guessed a couple different websites, I think. Right. Or do you just yeah. that? Oh, um, I, I own more than 150 domains. Yeah, I, I have a problem. So I'm curious, like, why you chose to share that one, and what would we find if we if we uh, entered yep. that URL? That's a great one, by browser. the way. I mean, well, thank that's... you. That that's why that's the one yeah. that I yeah. I put into podcasting, and this kind of goes into branding, mm-hmm. which is it's one of the only ones that I have that's difficult to misspell, yeah, or mishear if you typed it in. So it forwards to yep. my personal portfolio, which is jonathanpritchard.me.com. Somebody's holding it for 10,000 bucks. And I'm like, I'm not that valuable. Good luck, <laughs> jerk. Right? So if if I were on a podcast saying my website is jonathanpritchard.me, they're going to misspell Jonathan. 
They're going to misspell Pritchard. They're going to use .com, so they're never going to see me. Right. Savant Enterprises is my company. Oh, Savant. All right, S-A-V-A-N-T. Nope, it's with a Z. Oh, I'll never remember that. So that's why I can read minds.com communicates the value proposition. Yep. I can read your mind. I can read the mind of your clients. How valuable to the, you would that be pretty, pretty freaking valuable. Yeah. All right, cool. Yep. So it's, it's a value proposition. It's difficult to misspell easy to hear what it is. So that's why that's the, top of mind. Easy to remember for sure. Exactly. Like, wait, that mind reader. Oh yeah. yeah. I can read minds.com. I can read yeah, minds. Yeah. I'll never right. forget that. Exactly. Yeah. So it just checked every single box of a good URL that's in like on brand with what I do. And then I just forward it to the, the real site where I share my articles and then yeah. share videos and, and build everything. So that's my universal hub that points out to everything else. Yeah. So what will people find if they go there? They will find uh, recent articles and I, I post uh, kind of long form content about creativity, being a, a solopreneur, consultant, um, mind, like mind skills, all that kind of stuff. Um, videos, also explanations of what services I offer to corporate clients like training workshops and then kind of VIP audience engagement, which is what I call the entertainment side of stuff. Um, trade show lead gen, right? So they, they'll just find the entire ecosystem. That trade show, I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's valuable just in and of itself. I wish you had a book yeah. on that. I actually ordered I, your, I'm thinking uh, about writing it. Yeah, I'm thinking it, about writing it. Um, Cause but, there's no yeah. books on that, which is like, it blows my mind, like, you know, to see so many, so much wasted money out there and so many, you know, you, you see, you go to so many trade shows a year and it's just like, oh my gosh, how much money has been wasted, you know, at this entire yeah. trade show by companies. Yeah. Um, but so yet, that, yet, I mean, despite that, there is no books. I, I see no books out there that yeah. deals and, with this topic. All, all the books share the same stupid stuff stand in your booth put away your phone it doesn't talk at a strategic no, yeah. level of here's right. how to think about what the booth is and what right. it can do for your business and all that yeah. kind of stuff and it doesn't matter if i share exactly how it all works nobody could do it anyway because right. are you a street performer right did you busk for for years no okay well then you gotta yep. hire me for it <laughs> yep right yeah. So, so yeah, that's why I started ROITradeshows.com. And mm -hmm. that's uh, another one of my businesses, which is helping people calculate how much money they've been throwing away and not making because of their god awful strategies. Right. And then with my system, legit, I'll, I'll commit to 2x, but more than one of my clients gets 5x return on their trade shows with my involvement than without. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Not a lot of places left you can get a 5x return. No, yeah. it, and it's it's so stupid easy for me because I've got the whole system down pat of what it takes before the show, at the show, to set them up for success after. So I know how to do it. And, and again, it's kind of like you got to have the mojo of being able to read minds, right. amaze audiences, and weave the marketing messaging in naturally so it doesn't feel hokey. Yeah. Right? Like... So I can tell you that's exactly what you need to do. And everybody goes, well, how do I do that? And you're like, be me. 
Yep. <laughs> right? It's, it's, yeah. it's easy. That's easy. Yeah, two, you got two choices. You can be me or hire me. <laughs> right, right. So that's like, you could really run the numbers because for every salesperson you have in the booth, per hour the trade show floor is open, they could have maybe four conversations per hour. Yeah. yeah. So now it's just algebra. How many people are you throwing in the booth? How long is it open? That's how many potential leads you're going to get. And then you're going to find out that 60% of those leads are hot garbage. So much. I can just run yeah. the numbers with you and then show you with my system, here's how you're going to get two to five times as many great qualified leads without the duds and tire kickers in there in yeah. the mix. So here's, here's how it works. And they're going, holy crap. Yeah. Okay. And then go, all right. So for your client, they invest this much in year one to test you out. You do a great job. Year two, they bump it up. Year three, they bump it up a little bit. Year four and five, it plateaus. So over the first five years, how much top line revenue is that per mm -hmm. client? And they're going, all right, that's in the millions of dollars. You go, great. So from one show, you made $20 million. If you doubled that, all right, you're at 40 million. If you yeah. did 5X that, you're at $100 million. Yeah with me so if all you did was pay me the dollars you're not wasting on the follow-up that'd be a hundred thousand dollars and you'd still get a what whatever a hundred million to a hundred thousand is yeah. order of magnitude more return on that like it's a no-brainer how do you not do that right yeah i don't know but a lot of people go well we just don't do that we're yeah. we're not interested in success <laughs> we we want our business card raffle for that ipad yeah <laughs> Yeah, that it definitely most most of their salespeople are doing this with their phone at the booth yep. anyway. They're just like yep. looking at their phone the whole time. Right. And, and even, even when I offer that, yeah. even when I say even if I don't even bring up mind reading, I don't even yeah. bring up entertainment. I go, I can train your sales team to get you more leads. And then they go, oh, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, wait, this is very important. We have a comment coming in, and I, I think right. it's vital that everybody sees this. <laughs> this is great lead generation. This is, this uh, is Mr. Unrecognized. This is how you do it. Yeah, this is how you do oh, it. Oh, yeah. This is no flawless, picture. no notes. This yeah. is perfect. I would I would give this person an A-plus and certify them in the close any sale uh, system. Yeah. Go to dogehype.com. There. That's right. why, why did they pick their, that web's that URL? That's a great URL. Yeah. Dogehype.com. Doge there you go. So this is the competition. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're doing well, John. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't have anything to you worry about. You don't have anything to worry about. Good luck. Uh, man, yep. that's a, that, love getting those. So, Unrecognized, uh, unrecognized Zet, I guess, or ET. I yeah. don't know what the, I don't even know how to say that, but yeah, thanks for stopping yeah. by. We appreciate you. That was a great value add. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, so, uh, thank you so much, man. It's been, I it's do, been a blast having you on. Yeah. I wanna, yeah. Which of the books, so most of our listeners, Jonathan, are, um, in some form of sales, copywriting, you know, persuasion, 
of your books, which ones do you recommend for our audience? The the one I recommend is that one. Think like okay. a mind reader. Good, because that's the one I ordered. <laughs> I, 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 I ordered that one. I'm like, I hope that's the one that I should yeah, order. Yeah, it, it, that's that's the, the one I'm really proud of. The others are like hyper-focused kind of booklets. Mm-hmm. But okay. that, one, that one's bigger picture. And uh, to me, my whole thesis is that when you understand how to perform a magic trick or a mind reading trick demonstration, whatever you want to call it, and you can get it from being an interesting puzzle into an incredible miracle, that's because your communication skills have mm-hmm. gotten up, right? So that improvement of the skill is the <clears throat> fundamental meta skill that improve all other skills. So built into the book is the method for using the book to amaze your friends Mm. with a mind reading demonstration. Sure. So you can't do that with a digital version. So there's only a physical copy version available because learning how to use that book to impress your friends is the whole message of the communication development, right? So hidden in a very boring chapter are the instructions on how to use the book. Interesting. So you got to read the whole thing that's and a, uh-huh. to find it. That's, that's pretty smart. It's a nice open loop there. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Very Practice good. what I preach, man. Yes. I'll, <laughs> oh, no I'll, doubt. I'll, uh, I'll have to grab a copy of that for sure. <clears throat> well, thank you. So Jonathan, in addition to this uh, podcast that Sean and I do, I also do, I do a, a podcast in the composites and advanced materials industry. It's one of the, I mean, it's the, the top podcast in that industry. Right and, on. Yeah. And so I, I got to invite you back on, on that platform just to focus in on the trade show aspect and, and helping these companies approve, I mean, improve their, their strategy, because it's just, I think it's so necessary in that industry. It's yeah. Don't, don't you threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I'll, I'll take you up on it. Yeah, so I will we'll be in. Yeah, I'll be following up with you on that. We'll do. We'll have to do that here uh, in the next yeah. week or so. Um, we got a big show coming up in October, and um, you know, I think this is so timely. And then, I mean, you know, fall is the. And I don't know about so many. You know, fall is a big trade trade show season. You know, yeah. so it's like October, yeah. November is like huge, yep. huge months for uh, for trade shows, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got to get you back on, but man, it has been so fun having you on. I can read minds.com. Check him out. Jonathan Pritchard. Sean, you got anything else? I don't. I'm good, man. It's been fun. Great show. Well, thank you very much guys. Yeah, I really, really appreciate you letting me to just go on rants and, and get fired up about it. Yeah, I, absolutely. I appreciate it. Hey, um, we're going to send you just for a, like 30 seconds. We're going to send you to the green room. We're going to wrap up the show and then we'd love to bring you back up. Just kind of have some after, uh, after, after event comments and yeah, uh, yeah. just follow up. Cool. Sounds good. Later. Right, thanks. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Love that. Looks like I'm ordering a book. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, that's good good stuff. Um again, I can read minds. Um was that dot com? Did I say dot com? Jonathan Pritchard dot so easy to remember. <laughs> Jonathan Pritchard dot Well, I can read minds. It's easy to remember. It's the 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 at you know, the dot com, the dot net, the dot me. 
Um, JonathanPritchard.me. We'll have it on our show page. And uh, uh, fantastic interview. To all of our listeners, you can find us over at PersuasionByThePint.com. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms, wherever you find your favorite podcast, Stitcher Radio, iHeart, Spotify, you name it. Um, leave us five stars while you're there. Sean, it's been fun, man. Hope everyone has a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you all next week on the show. See ya.